0: Welcome to another episode of Pimp Your Brilliance with Monique Malcolm, a podcast about brilliant people leveraging their passions to create their own opportunities. I aim to show you what's really possible when you shut down the chorus of fear and lean into your genius zone. You can learn more about this show and subscribe for updates by visiting keepchasingthestars.com backslash podcast or come hang out with me on Instagram at Star Chasers Only. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey Star Chasers, it's Monique. Today, I wanna talk about getting started with an idea. There's so many ideas, you have ideas, you have things that you want to do, but somehow we've talked ourselves out of it. We've gotten scared, we've researched too much, we're comparing ourselves to other people, and so all of these ideas are just dying on the ground floor. And I mean, I get it. Having a new idea is both thrilling, exciting, but it's also equally scary and daunting. And we can feel like we're not qualified to do this thing or we don't have the resources. There's so many excuses. We could write pages and pages of excuses. So today I want to offer a few tips. If I was starting a new idea today, this is the process that I would follow. These are the things I would do. And these are the pretty much the exact steps that I would take and that I have taken when i have decided on a new idea and what i'm going to do so the first thing i would do is write it down do a big brain dump and then brainstorm so i'm talking about whatever this idea is if it's you know ideas for a new service or a product writing down all of the pieces that have already kind of popped up in my mind we get really caught up in needing to have this fully formed picture and feeling like, oh, I'm not ready to start this idea because I don't have this or I don't have that. Forget all of those things. You have a starting place and that is the initial idea that you have. So write that down. After you've written that down, you start thinking about if this is a service or if it's a product, what type of features would I want? What are some things that came to mind that you feel like should have been included? Write those things down. Right now, you're just dumping out this idea on paper whatever it looks like and after you've gotten all those pieces that initially came to mind for you you can start expanding your brain dump and include wish list items so if it's a product maybe a planner you want it to have a pocket or you want it to have custom stickers or must have features so maybe it must be undated or it must have a hard cover different things like that jot them down and kind of prioritize like these are wish list things These are must-have features. But the key here is just to get it out of your mind on paper. That's the first step every single time, writing it down. From there, the next thing I would do, I would move on to figuring out what problem my idea solves. So if you want to turn your idea into a business or even a side hustle at some point, you need to know what problem or pain point it resolves for your potential customers. Honestly, That is the thing that's going to help this idea sell, because people don't necessarily want a product per se. They are looking for a solution. And as a business or any income generating opportunity, you need to be thinking in solutions. So this idea, what problem does it solve for this particular person? So an example of this would be this podcast. Uh, This podcast is a solution for a common problem that I see amongst creatives, and that is thinking their ideas are crazy because they haven't seen anyone do it or do something similar or just not believing their idea is good enough. And so my solution for that particular problem is interviewing people who I think are brilliant, who are doing incredible things, who are passionate, have really interesting backstories, and letting those serve as a gentle reminder or giving a nod of permission to the fact that you can indeed create that crazy idea and it can be something and you can work it and it can make you money. And I've presented you with examples of people doing that. So this podcast is a solution for a specific problem that I saw. I have in turn decided to turn, you know, my interview series and even the mini soaps with advice into Specific solutions for that problem. So, again, your second step is identifying what problem your idea actually solves for your customer. So, getting really clear about that. If you, again, you know, if you had a planner system, what problem is that planning planner system solving for your audience? Is it helping them break down goals and keep them on track? Is it helping them? Track how much water or how much exercise they're doing. There's specific things that your idea is able to solve. So think in terms of solutions and figure out what problem that solves for your customer. My next thing would be to research and see what has already been done. Google, Google, Google. And then when you think you've Googled enough, Google again. Do a Google search for your idea and look for what's already been done. See what's out there in the market. But I wanna caution you when you do this, don't get discouraged about something similar that's already available to your idea. Don't worry about that. You don't have to worry about reinventing the wheel because let's be honest, there aren't that many truly unique brand new ideas under the sun. So instead of focusing on reinventing that wheel, you're just focusing on putting it on a new vehicle or putting some rims on that wheel. When you're doing your research, you're looking for things like gaps and opportunities. So with these products or these services that you already see in the market that's similar to your idea, what are the opportunities that they're missing? When you brainstorm, did you already write down some of these opportunities? Do you already have ways that you plan on figuring that out? And look for gaps, you know, is there a way that you can do this better? Are you improving this idea? Are you fixing it? Think about that type of stuff. And then a little thing that I like to do when I am researching different ideas and seeing what's out there is taking a look at what your creative neighbors are using for resources. So that could be things like figuring out what type of web hosting they have, if they are using a specific type of email provider, are they using some type of a neat scheduler, trying to figure out those things. You can't always figure that out, but I do try to look and see Um, how people are making this idea work in terms of software and different things that you can find on the internet. Um, Another example I can give for that is with this podcast. I saw on Instagram where people had images that played audio snippets for their podcast and you could see like the audio snippet bars going across the image. And I thought, wow, that's super cool. I would love to do something like that. So I started researching, trying to figure out where could I find this software, this solution? Could I create this on my own? I did, in fact, end up finding a company that helps you create that. And so, again, with that, start looking for ideas that you can use. And just think of it, you know, I, I don't really like to think of this as being a competing thing. So again, these are your creative neighbors. These are people who are going to be adjacent to you in this market. So figure out how they're using the software to get ahead or to market or promote, or even streamline their systems or this idea. My next thing is figuring out what my MVP is or my minimum viable product. So a minimum viable product is really, what does the bare minimum of this product look like? If it's a service, what are the bare minimum features that this service provides? If it's a product, what's the bare minimum resources that I can use to make this a functional product? So what does this look like, a functional bare minimum of this product? What does it look like? When you're you're in the stage, you're thinking of cost of resources, software supplies. So if you wanted to start a blog and that was going to be a part of your idea, what's the bare minimum of that blog look like? It's web hosting. It's maybe a theme for your website so it looks a specific way, a certain amount of content, that type of thing. Maybe you signed up for Twitter and Instagram, just the bare, bare minimums. Like how can this idea function with the fewest minimal amount of resources possible? At this stage, you don't really need to be sweating naming this product or this idea, service, whatever it is. But if you do have an idea, this is a great time to check out Uh, websites like Name Checker to see if the domain name is available and also to see if the social media handles are available. And I'll have links to Name Checker and related sites in the show notes so you can check those out. After you've figured out your minimum viable product, which again is the smallest way you can get this idea off the ground, you move on into the prototype stage or the beta testing stage. And for that stage, you're just creating a beta version of what your product looks like or a beta version of how this service functions. And remember, this is a work in progress. It does not need to be perfect. You can tweak the idea on the fly, and I definitely suggest you do. But the goal is really to have something functional that you can share with your audience or the intended audience and get feedback from it. If it's a physical product, don't be afraid to get your hands dirty. You may need to source materials and supplies from places online to create this beta prototype version of this product. And I did that with a Visionary Journal. Before I even went towards looking for production through an outside company, I sourced all the material. So I found covers, and I found a local place that would print out a bunch of copies of the interior pages at an affordable rate, and I bought a whole punch. And I assembled the first 50 journals myself and sold them like that. and you know, let people have them and I ask for feedback. You know, what would you want differently? How would you want this to be done if I were to produce this on a larger scale? And that's how I ended up with a smaller bound version because the original one was quite a bit larger than it is currently. So don't be afraid to look for a way to DIY this prototype yourself if you have to do that. So after you've created your prototype, you're feeling good about how this is functioning, your next step is to get some feedback. So take your MVP and share it. And yes, this can be in a paid capacity, but you know, finding your audience or specific people who would benefit from this, this idea or this product, that's who you wanna target and try to see if you can get it into their hands. Because the whole idea here is to get feedback and testimonials in exchange for using this product and service. So if you want this to be a paid beta, then definitely offer it at a reduced price and tell the per- the people who participate in the first round, you know, I'm doing this as a beta test. In the future, it's going to be at a higher cost. And maybe you can give them an idea of what the cost is going to be and tell them that you want to give them this service to use at a reduced price for honest feedback and an honest testimonial at the end if they like it. The key here is that you want to get as much feedback as possible because that's going to help you improve the idea. So make sure that you let your beta testers know, I am open to feedback. You know, let me know what you would change, what you would want to see, maybe a little cleaner, a little bit tighter, what you would add, what you feel is missing. You know, how do you think this would benefit you if you were to use this product for the long run? But whatever you do, try to get as much feedback as possible because that's important. That's going to help you improve. That's going to help you grow. And remember, this is a work in progress. So don't be thin-skinned about this. Make sure that you take this with, this is a practice run. So it's okay if people don't think it's perfect. The idea here is not for it to be perfect. The key here is to make sure that this thing is functional enough for somebody to use it and then give you feedback so that you can improve it and then launch it to the masses. And then my last step would be refining and moving forward. You've gotten your beta testers feedback, you've gotten testimonials, go through the suggestions and see which ones are actually realistic. Some of them are, some of them won't be. Um, you know, I ask for feedback all the time with a visionary journal. And one of the things that people sometimes comment about is they want the planner to be dated. That's great. But I have chosen not to date this planner because having a dated planner gives you a really tight window of time that you have to sell your copies versus if you have a planner that's undated, you can use it at any point throughout the year and you get a little bit more longevity out of it if it sits on the shelf longer. So not every piece of feedback is going to apply for your situation and may not work, but. If there's feedback that you can take action on, it's realistic, you can make changes or at least see how the changes could be implemented, then by all means, see if you can implement that into the next version or the next round of your products or services. Also, follow up with the beta testers. So if you have beta testers that were really enthusiastic about the product, they gave you really great information about how you could improve it, follow up with them. Show them the improvements, maybe offer them a new copy or you know to come through the round again and, and tweak the service a second time and see if that flow the second time worked out better. But you know make sure that you're spending time with people who are familiar with the product and showing them the changes that you've made and, and getting additional feedback if that's possible. And then after you've done all that, you are pretty much on your way to having an idea that is functional. So you need to start putting together a launch plan, and that is. Just a way to spread the word. Don't think that a launch has to be super complicated and 17 emails and two days and all that. Your launch can be whatever you want it to be. So if, if you want it to be mostly through email marketing or you want it to be Facebook lives or tweets or Instagram stories, whatever it is, you can launch however you want. But just make sure that you start putting together a plan to spread the word about your fantastic idea because you did it. You went through the process of getting this idea functional enough to give it and show it to other people. You want to spread that as far and wide as you can. And I will be talking about launching in a later mini but for now, just putting together a simple plan to spread the word to people who might be interested in this idea is sufficient enough. And so that is really how I take an idea from idea to an actual physical product or from idea to a service. And you can follow those same steps and put together a plan for your own ideas. And I hope that you will, because honestly, what good is an idea if it only lives in your mind? It's not very good at all. So put it out there and see what happens because you may surprise yourself. And that's it for this week's episode. Thanks so much for listening. Learn more about this show and get access to show notes by visiting keepchasingthestars.com. While you're there, make sure you subscribe for updates. I'll be back next week. And in the meantime, go out there and pimp your brilliant.